I'm glad to be saved today, and I'll tell you why I'm saved. It's because of God's mercy. Praise God for his forgiveness, and praise God for his love for us today. Are you glad you're saved this morning? Say amen. 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 So good to be able to come together today and to open up the word of God and for God to speak to our hearts. I hope you came to prepared to be able to hear from the word of God. I know we've been singing. I appreciate all the good singing this morning. Love Christmas carols. They're so much fun to sing, and I appreciate you all being here today, and I, I want you to take your Bible again, if you would, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is where we're at this morning, a few weeks ago I began a series, a very short series, not a long series, but a series talking about getting out of your comfort zone. And today I want to talk about the, the idea of finding and joining the church that God has for you and how it might make you feel uncomfortable, how it might cause you to have to step out of your comfort zone. When I say finding, of course, I'm talking to a lot of folks today, you're already part of the church. And so this is talking about even being a member of a church at times is going to be uncomfortable. Being a member of a church, being part of the body of believers, that it's just take, for instance, this church here at Lighthouse Baptist Church in Ludington, Michigan. They, those that are members of this church were a body of believers that God has put together. And there's going to be some times when it's not going to be the most comfortable thing to have to be part of. 
And, and it's going to be difficult at times. There's going to be challenges that you're going to go through. And the, the challenge we've been looking at as far as the series is talking about getting out of your comfort zone, though. God wants us to do more than just be comfortable all the time. I can tell you that it was very uncomfortable for me the day that I realized that I was a sinner, that if I didn't trust in Christ as my Savior, that I was on my way to hell. But I praise the Lord that I got out of that comfort zone and, and I got to the place where I realized and acknowledged the fact that I was a sinner and I trusted in Christ as my Savior. And I can tell you it was the best decision I ever made in my entire life. I praise the Lord for that. I also praise the Lord for when God called me to come and be part of this body of believers here at Lighthouse Baptist Church. And I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that there's been times when it's been uncomfortable to be the pastor here at Lighthouse Baptist Church. I got an amen right down here on the front row. Amen. That was good. I'll pay him later for that. <laughs> but it doesn't matter who you are, what part of the body you are, there's going to be times when it's not going to be the most comfortable thing being part of a body of believers that God has put you in. There's going to be difficulties, there's going to be challenges, and you know, and so today I want, to, I want us to kind of delve into this subject, talking about getting out of our comfort zone, talking about being part of a local New Testament, Bible-preaching, Bible-believing church, that God would have you be part of that body of believers that he wants you to be part of, and truly then be part of it and do what God wants you to do as you're part of that body of believers. You know, when you would look for a church to attend, and you make it your church home, you want something that feels right. You want something that makes you feel good. You want something that makes you feel comfortable. And what we're saying to ourselves is that we want a place where the people are more like us than different than us. That's a lot of times what people are looking for in a church. I want to be comfortable. I want to feel like I fit in. I want to feel like, man, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's easy to be there and people are with me and, and, and I'm with them and we're all in one accord. Of course, we ought to be. But you know what? That's not always the way things are as far as the challenges. People are different is what I'm trying to say. There are challenges you're going to go through. I mean, you think about it. The way that we think about things, we're choosing to do something. Let me ask you this question. Do you enjoy talking to people that have a different political persuasion than you? Is it easy to talk politics with them? <laughs> no. I saw that I'm going to be getting me, I'm going I'm to get, on the, you know, the ugly sweater shirts that you get, the sweatshirts? I found one this week I'm going to have to get. It says that I'm not getting the COVID vaccination, and I'm willing to speak politics at Christmas. I'm going to wear that on my Christmas day. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm not going to do that. That's probably not a good idea. He's like, no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> What's that? Jingle bell, you know what, I might just do that on Christmas morning. Jingle bell pajamas, I mean pajamas, there we go. Oh my, you know, but when you're talking, you want to talk to somebody that agrees with you. I tell you, I, I miss Brother Bev, I really do. And uh, man, he's in heaven today, I praise the Lord for that. But if you wanted to talk politics, I love talking to Brother Bev about, anybody here ever get a chance to talk to Brother Bev about politics and those type of things, you know what I'm talking about. He was so much fun to talk to. And me and him agreed on everything. I enjoyed talking politics with Brother, brother Bev. And, and man, he, he had it right. He really did, because he agreed with me, of course. I mean, he had everything. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding around. But you know, it's easy to talk to people when you're in agreement with one another. But what about talking to people you're not in agreement with? Not the easiest thing in the world. Of course, this is a hot subject I know right now. It really is. There's a lot of division that's going on in our, our country today. There's no doubt about that. But I'm using it as an illustration to say that we enjoy talking to people that agree with us. We enjoy being with people that are like us, we, where we feel like everything is just fine. And, and, you know, we like to go to church with people that agree church should be just like we agree it should be. 
I mean exactly the way we should sit, uh, the type of chairs we should have, how warm it is in the building, to, uh, you know, how you dress and what you wear and what you sing and, and what the preacher preaches. It needs to be stuff that I approve. And, and I just love church like that. Amen, right, brother? Amen, yeah. I mean, you want to go to a church where you just fit in and everything feels great and then everybody is, of course, your best friend. But, you know, the reality is you're not going to find a place like that, really. You're never going to find one where you're going to be completely 100% where everything's going to be right. But the thing is, that's what people look for when they're looking for a church a lot of times. They're looking for that perfect fit. They're looking for that thing that's not going to make them feel uncomfortable. looking for people that are just like them, socially, economically, racially. I'll get back to that in just a moment. But the people are looking for things that are just like that, looking for people that have the same type of interests as what they have. And so I want us to think about this whole subject of joining together, in the church as a body of believers, and if God would have you join, and if you are joined together with the body of believers, what brought you to that? And then if what brought you to that, why are you a member and what are you doing as a member? I'm going to challenge you with that. I want to try to encourage us to get a little bit out of our comfort zone today. There are a lot of churches today that are completely put together because of how people feel. They, they have people that are joining that church because that's what feels good. I feel like I'm comfortable there. I feel like people accept me. I feel like that there's people there that have same interests as me. And you know, and, and I see that so often. If you don't think it's true, let me ask you this. Look at how many churches there are where the church is of a older generation of people and the church is full of older people. And they can't seem to get any younger people. And then you look at, <laughs> you look at, Brother Ken looked at me like, oh, he's talking to me. I'm not talking to you. I wasn't even here. Then you look at some churches, it's all young, young couples, young people, and there's no older people in the church at all. You have both of these types of churches, one at one extreme and one at the other extreme, and one that can't seem to get younger people to come to the church, and the other one at the other extreme that can't seem to get, I mean, more mature, older adults that would come to their church. Why is that? Of course, it's because God is the one working that way, right? Because God is putting only older people with older people. You all agree with me on that? No. No. It's because people are looking at the wrong, I guess, the wrong idea of what they're looking for in a church. They're, they're using the wrong guidelines. They're using the wrong ruler of what they would look at as far as being part of, part of a church. Uh, do you all think that maybe God would like for younger people to be part of an older congregation as well? If God would lead that way? I think God could do that? Absolutely. And vice versa. So here's the problem. God did not intend to base membership at a local church based upon how comfortable you are in that fellowship. God did not expect for us to base it on that. God based membership upon where you were to be the most effective in his service as he has led you, he has guided you, he has put you exactly where you are needed. God is going to direct you. If you believe that God is the one that places us into the membership, which is what the word of God says, that's what's going to happen. It might not look obvious at times to us. It might not feel comfortable. It might be something we got to step out of our comfort zone in order to be part of or to be what we should be as far as that membership, part of that body of believers. And, and remember this. We weren't called, after you got saved, you weren't called just to sit in a, a chair or a pew and to soak, to soak it all in. We were called to serve. God has put us together as a body of believers to do his will, to do his service, and to serve. Let's, I want you to look back here, if you would. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 if you're not there yet. I want us to look at this once again and make some conclusions from this, things we can apply, we can pull out, challenge ourselves with today as we look here at God's word. 
Look, if you would, at verse number 13. It says, for by one spirit are, ye, uh, are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but what's the next word? Many. Good. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Anybody want to answer the question? No. Answer is no. It's obviously a rhetorical question. It's challenging the thought. Look at verse 16. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Anybody want to answer the question? No, it's still part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where shall the smelling, or where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath, what's the next two words? Please him, not me, not anybody else, but pleased him. He has made the decision. He has put us in, this, in the body of believers, or God will put you in that body according to what is pleasing to him. And I can tell you what's pleasing to him is that God's people are serving God, are being used by God to be the hands, the feet, to be the eyes, the ears, the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ right here on this earth right now. That's what God wants us to do as a body of believers. God wants us to share his love to those in the world today that desperately need to hear about how much God loves them and seeing it through us. And so let's, let, let's make some points as we look at this, pull from these verses that we see here about how that we need to step out of our comfort zone, what it means to be a member, what we're looking for as a member. And the first thing I want you to notice is this. We must overlook the need for comfortability in where we establish our church membership. Okay, put that aside. Don't be looking where you're going to be comfortable into where you're going to become a member of a church. Or if you're a member of this church, don't, don't say, well, I'm not comfortable, things aren't right. That's not what we're looking for when it comes to see what body God wants us to be part of. It doesn't have anything to do with being comfortable. You see, what we must do is look beneath the surface at the Jesus and our fellow church members' heart. What we've got to do is look beyond. Okay, there's going to be some people that are going to make us feel uncomfortable. There's going to be times we're not going to see things right. Look to the heart of the matter. What actually unites us as believers here at Lighthouse Baptist Church? Look at verse 13 once again. What does it say? For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we bond or free, and have been all made to drink into, what's it say? One spirit. One spirit. Good. Now, listen, you see this verse. You've you got to go back in the context of what's going on historically at that time. People in that day, I can tell you this, the Jews and the Gentiles, they didn't see things the same. They didn't agree with one another on a lot of things. I mean, they looked at the world completely different. They had a different set of glasses on, and they, they saw things completely different. All you got to do is look at the beginning of the church there in Acts chapter 6. Look what was going on between the, the Greeks, and, and, and you see what was happening between them and the Jews and, and all the challenges that were, they were facing. These people, they came from a completely different background. These people had a different worldview, but something brought them together. Something made them one Something joined them as a body of believers, and the Bible tells us right here that was one spirit, and they were all baptized in one body. We're talking about the baptism right there, the moment of salvation, baptized by the Holy Spirit of God, becoming a child of God, baptized in that one spirit, and all brought together, whether they be Jews or Gentiles. And if you were a Jew in that day, you would understand the Apostle Paul when he wrote this, and if you were a Gentile, you would have really understood how there were such differences, yet God brought them together. 
There's no doubt about it. These people were different. There's another thing we see here, another division. What's the other division you see at the second one there? Slave and free. Now, we, we look at slavery now. It's not something we're even used to in this country at all. It's something that I think is not a good thing at all. It's horrible. But in this day, it was a common thing for there to be people that were slaves, and there were the owners of the slaves. And the, the people in that day was a different demographic than what we've seen in our own country. In that day, there would have been a lot of people from the Slavic countries, where the word comes from, a lot of slavery, and people were brought into slavery, a lot of people that were brought into slavery that were, were there, and people had servants, and some of them were different types of servants. I'm not going to get into all of that, but the bottom line is this. They, they had differences in the way they saw things. I can tell you this, that somebody that was free and perhaps had people that they owned as bond slaves, they probably didn't want to go to church with the people that were their slaves. There was a complete different way of seeing things. There was a division that was amongst them. These people had nothing in common. And the slaves probably resented being held slave by the people that were the, the ones that had all the money. Can you imagine the animosity that would have been in that place? The struggles that would have gone on within that church. And, and, and so God, though, he put them together. And it says that they were given the same one spirit. God brought them together. So here's the question. Why did God set up church this way? We see an example of it right here. We see exactly how he does it. Why did he do it this way? You know, in the natural world, the, 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 the differences divide us. Differences divide people. Do we not see that today? I mean, it is happening all around us. There's all kinds of division that is dividing people today. And an example, I mean, there's a lot of people in this, this country today that call themselves, I mean, Italian-Americans, African-Americans, Caucasian-Americans. By the way, I'm not a Caucasian. I didn't come from the Caucasus region, all right, mountains over in Europe. That's not where I came from, so I'm not Caucasian, if anybody's asking. But they have Caucasian-Americans. You have, I mean, there's all kinds of names that people put uh, in there as far as what type of an American they are. And I, I want to ask you the question today, what happened to we are just Americans? Don't, you know, I hate it when I'm filling out these forms and they ask me what race I'm part of. You know what, I'm part of the human race. Did y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? We all came from the same spot. We all go all the way back to Adam. When God created Adam, he formed him out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. He became a living soul. We are all part of the same race. When they try to ask me what color skin I have, I, listen, I don't care about what color skin a person has, and I don't care about that. Now, I know why they're asking. They're trying to make sure they're trying to make sure that they're, you know, trying to reach people that are disenfranchised. They're causing more division today than anything else when they do stuff like that. But here's the point. I'm using it as an illustration for this reason. There are a lot of things that divide people. Human nature causes division. Our old sinful nature causes us to have division. We try to point things out. We try to differentiate ourselves. We try to, well, there's all kinds of ways that we compartmentalize things. And we, we, it causes division. And so we see that God, though, in the spiritual world, God says that those differences do not need to divide us. Instead, they can unite us. They can make us even stronger. God can take people of all different kinds all different types of positions in life, all different social, economical positions, God can bring us together. God can take people that are different, different likes, different dislikes, different hobbies, different things they enjoy doing or don't enjoy doing. He can bring them together, and God, he can then show his power and wisdom in doing so. I want you to turn over, if you would. Let's look at an example of this. Look at 1 Corinthians, now chapter 1. Jump back there, if you would. 
1 Corinthians chapter 1, jump down to verse number 22. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Amen to that. I am so thankful for the wisdom of God, the strength of God. You see, whereas the world says, let's separate us by our differences, God says, let me put them together, and I'm going to show you what I can do. God can take a bunch of people that have all differences, different types of situations in their life, different, I mean, the way that they're made, what they think, God can take all of that and bring it together, and God can show his wisdom and strength through us. So differences aren't bad. They're not bad at all. Let's go to the second point I want to look at here this morning. When men or man builds anything, he generally likes to use materials that are uniform. Uniform. But when God builds, he builds with unique materials. Let's delve into it. Go back, if you would, to our text there. Look at verse number 18. Go back to chapter 12. Look at verse number 18. Notice what it says there. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. God sets them. I remember back in the Old Testament, remember the story, there was a um, God created people. People began to, to, to multiply. There was many, many people. People came together. They decided they wanted to build a, 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 a great city. They wanted to build a great tower. Anybody remember the name of that tower? Tower of Babel, that's exactly right. And we see that they wanted to reach to the heavens, the Bible says. The story, you can find it in Genesis chapter 11. I just want to read a couple of verses. I want you to notice something here with me. In verse number 3, it says, And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. Thoroughly. And, and they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach in, unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. All right, so here we see, talking about unity, the wrong kind of unity is happening at this point. But that's not the thing I want to point out. There's something interesting that I find here in verse number 3. In verse number 3, we see the Bible says that they used brick instead of stone. And there's many that would say that's because by doing that, they were able to build higher. They were able to build stronger. They were able to build, uh, not stronger necessarily, but they were able to, to get to heights they wouldn't have otherwise. And, and, you know, when you look at the brick and you, you look at how bricks are made and you look at what the idea behind bricks and why they make them the way they do, they're all shaped the same way. They're all the same size, the same height, maybe very close in the same weight. And it doesn't matter what brick that you pick up and where you put the brick in the building process and where it goes, it doesn't matter. You just kind of put it all together. It's all, it's all the same. You just put it all together. And if you remember a few weeks ago, I used scriptural reference in 1 Peter 2, verses 4 and 5. I want to go ahead and put it up on the screen again. I want you to remember these words. Talking about the church here. It says, To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. There's Jesus Christ. Verse 5. You also... Talking about us, the church, as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus, he builds with stones. Now I want to just get an illustration here. We're talking about bricks and stones now. I'd like for our twins to come on up here if you guys would. 
Michaela and Caden, come on up here. These guys are twins. Any other twins in here this morning? Anybody else a twin? All right. So you guys are going to stand right up in here. And we'll have the, from the oldest to the youngest right here. It was a nine-month race, and Jaden won by a minute. He told me that earlier. That's a good one. I beat her by one minute. I'm not going to let her forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twins. Are you guys identical twins? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> That's a more emphatic next time. No. No, don't do that. I'm just kidding. Okay, so we have twins, right? We're going to let them represent today bricks. All right? Bricks aren't exactly the same. They're not identical, but they're very easy to use. Okay, so we can see that. All right, so I want you to picture this with me now. <clears throat> all right, so man likes to have things the same. That's what we like. We like to feel comfortable. We like to stay in our comfort zone. Everything needs to be comfortable. And I'm just using them as the illustration of being bricks because they're identical. Now I need some help over here. Let's say, Colin, come on up here if you would. Ryan, would you come on up here, buddy? Colin's not coming up here, too. There you go. All right, good job, guys. Now we have some stones over here. Not the same. They're completely different. I mean, look at this. This one here, look how tall he is. By the way, he's getting taller. This boy's been growing right here. He's getting taller, but he's, he's completely... Colin... How tall are you, Colin? Six foot? You look taller than six foot to me, man. I think you might be six one, six two, something like that. How tall are you, Ryan? Over four foot. Yeah, amen. You're catching up pretty soon. You'll be beating your mom, right? Not, not I mean, height-wise. I mean, don't, don't beat on your mom. Don't do that. How tall are you guys? Who's taller over here? You are. He beat you by a minute, but you got him beat. But how much? An inch. An inch. Really close. Because we got the bricks over here. We got our stones over here. So what's the point? What I'm trying to say is this. And it doesn't mean that one, I'm not saying one is more spiritual than the other in the context that we're looking at today. We're talking about that God does not make cookie cutter Christians. You know, we can have twins and you guys aren't identical twins. And we can try to emulate and try to be as much like each other, try to go to a place where as much like each other and try to be that way. That's not how God builds. God builds with hand-picked special stones. And I'm not saying they're more special. Not, this is just an illustration of this today. All right. But God takes special stones. What's amazing about stones is the stonemason, he will take that stone and he will fit that stone in that building exactly in the precise place that it fits. It's not just taking whatever and grabbing it and throwing it in there, grabbing it and throwing it in there, grabbing it. No, no. He is the master. He is the stonemason master. He takes each individual stone and he puts them in exactly where they fit. You guys go ahead and have a seat. Let's give them a hand. Thank you guys for your help this morning. That's how church is. Look around. We're all different. We're not the same. God has a special purpose for every single one of us today. And if you're part of the body of believers here at Lighthouse Baptist Church and you know that God led you and put you here, you're a precious stone that God, he has a special place for you to be part of the body. And, of course, we see here the Apostle Paul is using the different pictures of the ear and talking about being able to hear, the eye, and being able to see. Each one of us, we have our own special place and special part. And, and I can tell you this, if, the point is, is this. Don't be looking, if you're looking to join a church, don't look for one just because you fit there easily. 
Be where God wants you to be, where God would call you. And you pray about it. The Holy Spirit of God, he, he speaks to your heart. He begins to lay on your heart. And you know that that's where God wants you. And you let God take you as that precious stone and put you into that body and that special place that God has planned specifically for you. Because God does. God has a purpose for you. God is the one that, that is arranging his church exactly the way he wants it. And God is not looking for, conf- uh, uh, for you to be conformed into some brick over here like every other Christian. Now, of course, we're to be conformed by the renewing of our mind. God is supposed to transform us and change us, and we're supposed to be made in the likeness of Christ. If you want to be like somebody, that's who you ought to be like. But when it comes to the picture we're looking at today, we are looking for God to take us and God to fit us in. There's going to be differences. There's going to be people that are different than us at church. You know what you've got to be really careful with saying? That person is just weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. That person is just so unusual. Amen. <laughs> I mean, did you see what they did? How they talk? How they walk? You know why people are chuckling a little bit right now? Why do you think? Because we're all guilty of that at times. We've got to be very careful. Gotta be careful. You know what? God leads people, and you might not even realize why at the time, but God does lead people. And some, if, if we're listening, the Holy Spirit of God is leading, it's not always gonna make sense. It's not always gonna make sense. There are gonna be times in your life, in the body of believers here at Lighthouse Baptist Church, where there are gonna be some things that are just not comfortable for us. I can tell you this getting my daughters up here and singing this morning, it wasn't comfortable for them at all. I know that. I mean, for Alyssa to get up here and sing, it just, it touched my heart. Because I know, I mean, from a very young age, when she was this big, trying to get her to sing, Jesus loves me, she didn't want to do it. God uses people in different ways. And, and listen, there's times we've got to get out of our comfort zone. And then there's times when God might take this stone, this one right here, he might move it over into this body of believers over here, into this building over here. And he might take this stone and put it into here. We've been through some of that like, here, like that here at Lighthouse Baptist Church the last couple of years. I praise God for Pastor, uh, you know, Pastor Nathan and Pastor Nate and God using them here. God has moved them to a different church. And God is taking other people and put them into the positions here. And they're not always going to be the same. By the way, God doesn't work that way. I can tell you this, if God were to direct me somewhere else, you all would probably get a complete, you'd get a cool pastor, probably. I mean, one that probably was so cool, that, and he would be able to probably be able to, to, to speak in Hebrew and in Greek. I mean, he would be so amazing. If God would, some of you are like, well, I'm praying about that, pastor. No, don't do that. <laughs> My point is, there's sometimes God moves people. There's movement that happens within the body, not just with leadership, that happens. We need to be very careful and understand that, yes, God takes all different kinds of people and God puts them together in his wisdom, in his leading, in his direction. And we need to get on board with that and trust the Lord with it. And so a challenge to us today, being conformed, having everything. You know what? If everything was just so, and I, I like, by the way, when it comes to some things, I like things being just so. How many of y'all like a picture straight in a wall? I do. bothers me when it's not. I walk into a room, and i got to be careful. I'm visiting somebody in the room. They're, they're, 
picture is crooked. It might have been straight their whole life, but somebody bumped the wall that day, and I walked in, and I just want to just go over and fix that thing. Um, yeah, anyways, I, you know, we, we like things like that, but you know what? When it comes to working together, not everybody's going to be exactly the same. Look around, folks. Praise God for the, the diversity. And I, I, I hesitate to say that today because the word has been really torn up. But when it comes to diversity, God is taking all these beautiful, precious stones and he's putting us together. And he fit us together for a specific purpose and a reason. And God has a purpose for that. And maybe God is speaking to your heart about becoming a member of this. And if God is directing you that way, God has a specific place for you to fill. That place to fill is not just sitting, though. It is serving. That's why we're here. That's why we serve. That's why we come together as a body of believers. So God uses unique material. Can I hear an amen to that? Aren't you thankful for that? God uses unique. We talks about us being a peculiar people, by the way, too. God uses unique material. God, he puts his Holy Spirit within us. He joins us together as one by the Spirit of God. We are baptized believers, and we are joined together by God. And then the third point, lastly, if you allow God to choose where you are to serve him in the local church, then you can be confident that you are valuable not only to God, but also to that local church. If you'll let God direct you, you can have absolute confidence that God is going to use you. God has a purpose for you. God has a job for you. God, he wants you to join together. If God's placed that in your heart, and if that's the reason why you're doing it, God has a plan. He has a will for your life. He has a job for you to do. I want you to look, if you would, look at verse 17 once again. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. Once again, if you let God place you where he needs you, you will definitely be valuable to that church. I praise God for who he has placed here in this church. I praise God for allowing me to be part of that. And you are valuable. You are needed. It is so important that we understand that. It's so important that we understand. And listen, we need to be careful. <clears throat> There's something that's prevalent. This is kind of a sidestep for just a moment. But there are a lot of churches today where I don't, earlier we're talking about age, right? We're talking about being young and old. There are other churches that is a challenge. You know there are a lot of churches out there where they have all kinds of musicians? A church that has so many musicians, they have, I mean, they have ten piano players, and they got one playing and ten, nine sitting. I, I wonder about that. I wonder, would, would God lead? There's some churches that have all kinds of teachers. You ever notice that churches, they, 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 they seem to draw in these people, and they have all these teachers, and a lot of times it's because they got a good teacher that's there. I understand that. But they're drawn by that, and instead of being led by the Holy Spirit of God, that doesn't mean necessarily it's not. But a lot of times they're going by that, how they feel. I want to go to a place that's a good teacher because I'm a good teacher. And they have this church that's filled with all kinds of teachers, many of which aren't even teaching. Yet God has used them to be a teacher. God wants them to be a teacher, but they're part of a church where they're not even teaching. Yet there's churches that don't have a piano player. There's churches that would love to have somebody be able to come and teach a Sunday school class. What's my point? My point is, is this. Number one. If God is calling you and directing you, don't be led because of what is comfortable for you. You be led because the Holy Spirit of God is directing you to be part of a church. Let God put you in that membership. 
Don't be led because I like this or I like that or whatever. It makes me feel this way. No, no. Get into the Word of God. Get into praying and letting God lead you and desperately seek God's will concerning what church that you should be part of. And God will direct you. If God wants you to be part of the membership here at Lighthouse Baptist Church, then I'm all for it. But if God's not for it, I'm not either. And you ought not be. But I'm just saying, I want to challenge you. You say, God, how can I be used? God, where can I serve? God, if this is where you want me to be, I'm going to become a member and I'm going to serve because that's the reason I'm becoming a member. It's the purpose behind it. Now, if you're a member, why did you become a member of Lighthouse Baptist Church? Why did you? I mean, if you're a member of this church today, you're a part of the body. Have you caught yourself at times, like the verses are saying here, being upset because you don't have that position or that position? Or being upset because of the fact that not everybody is exactly the same as I am? You know what? It's probably a good thing we're not all the same. Can you imagine what would go on if we were all exactly the same? God takes the unique material. He takes the different parts. He takes the different pieces, the different walks of life, the different social and, and, and economical positions of people in life. And he, listen, when we all come together, you ever, you ever heard that we're all on, evil, uh, on level ground at the foot of the cross? We're at the exact same level. Not one's better than the other. You know who we are? If you've been saved today, you're a sinner saved by God's grace. There's not a one of us that are perfect. Not a one of us are going to do things exactly the same as the other person. We're not going to do it. God does put people in leadership. God does ask for us to follow the leadership that he puts in your life. We ought to follow that. And there's going to be times when we're not going to agree on everything. And there's going to be times when I'm going to have an idea and I'm going to run it by some of you and I'm going to say, you know what, that probably wasn't a good idea. I'm going to pray about that some more. There's going to be times when I'll pray about it and God says that's what we want to do and I'll, I'll go back and explain and share it with you and ask you to pray with me about that. Listen, but what I'm trying to say is the bottom line is we're not always going to see things exactly the same. None of us will. Me and my wife, I love my wife. We're going on 30 years of, of happily married. I praise the Lord for that. We don't always agree. <laughs> right, Charity? That's right. I mean, I'm a U of M fan. I, I had a priority of what I wanted to watch on TV last night. You know what I mean? Amen. Not the same. She wanted to watch a Christmas movie. Definitely not the same. <laughs> oh, and I love her. We love each other. But we're not always the same. We're a body of believers here at Lighthouse Baptist Church. Did God bring you here? Is this the membership that God has placed you in? God has taken you as a beautiful, precious stone, a lively stone. You're lively because the Holy Spirit of God is within you. He has placed you into the membership here in this church. God has a purpose and a reason for that. What I'm challenging today is this. It's not going to be always comfortable being a member. It's not going to be always easy. I mean, having to, to, to put up with people that are different in times when you don't agree with everything, times when you wish things were this way or that way. But there's times when we have to step out and say, you know what, I'm going to step out. And other areas of not being comfortable is when God says, I want you to do this ministry. It's not always the easiest thing to do. Not the easiest thing to work in the bus ministry or work with the children's ministry. It's not the easiest thing to hand out donuts back there and give people coffee when people are, I want that one, I want that one. I'm kidding around with that. Things are not always easy. But God has a purpose. 
And let me ask you this right now. What is your purpose in the membership here at Lighthouse Baptist Church? What are you doing? How are you serving? Has God led you? And if so, then what does God want you to do? I believe there's a reason why every one of us are here. God has a purpose for you, and I would invite you, I challenge you. I challenge you to look at the reason why you're here, and if it's because God placed you here, then do what God has called you to do. And if you don't know what that is, why don't you pray about it? Say, God, how can I be involved in ministry? God, what can I do? Maybe you're here and you don't have the membership here at Lighthouse Baptist Church. You're not a member of a church. But would you pray and say, God, what, what church should I be part of? Is it Lighthouse Baptist Church? And if so, move forward. Take the step. Join this church as God would, would, would guide you and God would direct you. So very simple message today. A very simple challenge to us. We need to remember to look at the heart of people. Look at why they're doing what they're doing. You might not agree with every which way that they do it, but look at the heart of why they're doing it. Is it their love for God? They have the Holy Spirit of God within their heart. Understand that God uses unique materials. Not everybody's going to be just like us. And then understand this, that you are, only, you, are on, you are valuable not only to God, but to the local church when you are choosing to serve him in the local church as God has directed you. If you will listen to him and he directs you, you are valuable here at this church. If this is where God wants you to be, we so desperately need you. And we need for the membership of our church to come together and to be what God wants us to be. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed as we pray. For your mercy and your grace. Thank you for coming down from the splendors of heaven. Truly we're God with us, Emmanuel. Lord, thank you so much for living a life that we could not live, a life of absolute perfection. And yet you allowed yourself to be nailed to an old rugged cross. Lord, you might pay our sin debt. And thank you, Lord, for loving us and Lord, for saving us and Lord, for calling us and Lord, for instructing us and putting us in a place, that, Lord, to be able to serve you as lively stones, that you have, as the mason, you've put us in that place exactly where we fit and where we're needed, where we can do the most good for your glory. Lord, I pray that you challenge our hearts this morning. Lord, speak to us now, I pray. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, let me ask you today, do you know Christ? Has there been a time and a place in your life when you came to understand that you were a sinner? According to the word of God, you realize that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you understood that the penalty of sin is death. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. And you realize that you were a sinner in need of a Savior. And you believe that Jesus died for you. He was your Savior. That He rose again the third day. He was victorious over the grave. And you by faith trusted in Him as your personal Savior. And you know that you're on your way to heaven. You've been born again today. If that's your testimony, would you lift your hand up high? Say, yes, I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. God bless you. May put your hands down. Praise the Lord. You know, you might be here today and you don't have the peace of knowing where you'll spend eternity. Have you thought of that before? I mean, what if this was your last day? 
Where would you spend eternity? You might be here this morning and say, Preacher, I don't have that peace of knowing that if I died today that I'd go to heaven. It might be something you don't want to think about, but the truth is we have no guarantee of tomorrow. The good news is God wants you to know. God wants you to have that peace. You might be here today, you say, Preacher, I'll be honest with you, I don't know, but I'd like to have that peace. I'd like to know. Could I pray for you today with our heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody's looking around. I won't call you out, I won't embarrass you, but I will pray that God will give you that peace today. Say, I don't have that peace. I don't know I'm going to heaven, but I'd like to know. Would you lift your hand up this morning, anybody like that? Say, I don't have that peace, but I'd like to have it. I don't know where I'm going. I'd like to know. Christian, God saved you. We didn't save ourselves. We've been bought with a price. We belong to God. And that's a wonderful thing. God has a special purpose for you in your life right now. Are you a member of a Bible preaching, Bible teaching church? Are you a member of Lighthouse Baptist Church? Is God calling you? Is God directing you? If you're a member of a Lighthouse Baptist Church, are you willing to do what God wants you to do in serving Him here? You say, I don't know what to do. Would you pray and ask God? Would you ask Him for direction? Would you ask Him for that open door? Would you make the commitment that if God will lead you, you'll follow Him, you'll do what He asks you to do? Maybe you already know. Would you recommit? Would you get your eyes off others and get your eyes on the Lord? Would you get your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ as He's put you here, He placed you here by His sovereign will? Will you obey what He's wanting you to do in your life? Would you let Him have His way in your life? A challenge to us. Somebody's become a stumbling block for you. Get your eyes on the Lord. Be that lively stone that God wants you to be. Trust the Lord. Lord, I pray that you'd move in this invitation. Lord, speak to our hearts. Lord, use us for your honor and glory. Lord, use this body of believers that you've brought together. You've placed each member. Lord, I pray that you'd be glorified in our lives, in the ministry here at Lighthouse Baptist, but the ministry of each one of the lively stones that are here that you've brought together. Lord, if you're dealing with somebody's heart today about joining, I pray, Lord, that they would be led by your spirit. They would do what you asked them to do. Lord, that you direct them and guide them according to your will for their life. Lord, challenge our hearts today. I pray, Lord, that we would keep our eyes focused on you and that you would be glorified in what's happening here. Lord, that we would see souls saved and lives changed, that you'd be lifted up. I pray this in Jesus' name. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, listen, I invite you today, as the piano is playing, if God has spoken to your heart this morning, would you come? Christian, would you come and just pray and say, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. Lord, I want to serve you. Lord, I'm willing. You might need to come and pray and say, Lord, give me direction. Lord, I need your direction for my life. Direction where to serve, where to join, what, what church that you want me to be part of. Perhaps it's today to come and join.
As God is speaking to your heart, I invite you. If you're here today, you don't know Christ as your Savior. Listen, I invite you to step out with our heads bowed and eyes closed. If you come today, we'd have one of our workers open up the Word of God and show you from the Word of God today how you can be saved, how you can know that you're on your way to heaven, how you can have that peace of knowing. Is God speaking to your heart? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Christians, would you pray? I invite you to come. sing that song would you sing it from your heart have times when we're serving God we're part of a body of believers sometimes we get hurt something that happens in our life something that comes we're confronted with sometimes we get broken and I'm praying that God would heal you one of the things that I want to say before we're dismissed is there's sometimes that God puts a member in the body of believers and sometimes that person they get weary, they get hurt, something happens, they get wounded. And we as a body of believers at that time, it's not the time for us to, to, to talk about it, to get angry about it, to, to kick them while they're down. It's the time for us to pray for them and encourage them. And we ought to encourage those that are hurting and try to find what we can do to help them. And I will say to you today that if you're hurting and you've gotten out of serving God, perhaps like once you, you once did, Come to the conclusion in your mind that if this is where God has you, this is what God's will is for you, serve him right now. Serve him with all of your heart. Give him your life right now. I've shared this testimony before, and I just want to say this very quickly. There was a time when I didn't know if it was God's will for me to be here. It was back in 2000, 2002, 2003. Many years ago, there was a lot of challenges going on, and I finally had to come to the place that God was where, I was where God wanted me that day. And that moment, I was going to be the pastor of Lighthouse Baptist Church exactly the way God wanted me to be until God said differently. It changed my whole way of thinking. It completely changed the way I was thinking about serving him here at Lighthouse Baptist Church. And right now it's 2021, going on 2022, and I'm still here. And I praise the Lord for that. And you might be hurt. There might be something that's keeping you from serving God, and you're, you're hurt and you're wounded. And I'm not kicking you right now. What I'm saying is I'm praying that God will heal you. And I'm praying that you'll seek that healing from the Lord and that you'll move forward so that God will get the victory in your life once again as you serve him here. That Listen, we desperately need to work together. We need you. You are needed and we love you. And I encourage you to get involved serving the Lord. And, and, and you know, something happened in the past that hurt you. If you need to talk to the Lord about it or if you need to talk to me about it, you need to talk to a person that maybe has hurt you, go to them. Do what the word of God says. But don't let it stop you from serving the Lord. Make a decision. Make a decision. This is where God has me. Till God moves me, I'm going to give him everything. I belong to him. So just a challenge to you this morning and encouragement to you as well. And I'm praying for you. Love you. I praise the Lord God has brought us together. Pray for those that are sick. A lot of people still aren't here today. And I know it's, there's a lot of folks that are struggling through this. Um, and I do praise the Lord. Many have gotten better this past week. Many are back. 
And so let's continue to pray. Praise the Lord for the answer to prayer. Becca Larabas is at home. Um, she was in the hospital for a few days, and she got out quicker than what they thought, doing very well. And, uh, but pray for her, if you would, continue to, um, to get better. Pray for Sam, if you would. Uh, Sam and Jane um, are down in, um, I think they're, is it Arizona? I think it's Arizona. Florida. Okay, I get mixed up. In Florida, they're down in Florida, but be in prayer for them. I talked to Sam this morning, and he says, we're down here south, and we miss being there. And, uh, but he asked if we'd pray specifically. He's got some really bad back pain. Um, asking that we, and for him to reach out and ask us to pray. We really need to pray for our brother. He's part of our membership here, and they joined just before they left and went south. But pray for Sam, if you would. I know he'd appreciate your prayers. Let's continue to pray for those that are at high risk, a lot of folks that are um, high risk, and just pray that we'll continue to see folks be healthy. Um, and so well, let's be dismissed in a word of prayer. Before we're dismissed, just a couple of quick announcements. Tonight, we're not going to be having our, our small groups um, so don't be here tonight, but please come out this Wednesday. We're planning on getting back to our regular schedule coming this Wednesday um, and, and really be in prayer, ask for God to give us wisdom. But we're planning on meeting here so, uh, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Our teens are going to be um, having a Christmas service. Looking forward to some good music and um, some good preaching. And yes. Um, you know, that's your decision, Chair. You can decide. It's up to you. So um, Charity's going to reach out to you. If you're part of the sign language class that meets on Monday, Monday night, um, she'll, gonna, she'll send you out or let you know about that. Um, we'll talk about that. Um, but we're, we're trying to get back to normal. And, of course, that'll never happen here because none of us are normal, right? But you know what I'm talking about. Um, we want to get back to the normal services, normal schedule of things. And so um, make sure um, on your way out, if you haven't gotten a bulletin, we've got some back there, upcoming events that are happening. And then also, um, we have our offering uh, box back there. We're not passing the basket today. Um, so if you did come prepared to give, you can put that in the offering basket back there. If you're visiting with us, we'd love to have a record of your visit. Fill out that connection card. You can put that in the offering, uh, I say offering basket, in the box back there. Or you can give it to me on your way out. I'll be back by the back door. But it's so good to have you all here today. Thank you so much for joining with us. Let's be dismissed in a word of prayer. Ask the Lord to bless the offering and uh, to give us uh, safety as we drive home. And um, at this time, I'm going to ask Colin, sir, would you please dismiss us in prayer? Amen.